Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Midweek Report. I'm your host, JWR. First, few people are dead and thousands uh, more evacuated as firefighters battle California's largest fire this season. Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency Saturday as the McKinney fire burning near the California-Oregon border continued to rage out of control. More than 55,000 acres have been charred since the flames broke out Friday. Crews found the bodies of two people in a, in a burned-out vehicle Sunday morning. As the weekend ended, the blaze was 0% contained. Firefighters faced a long battle ahead as lightning and thunderstorms complicated efforts. Additionally, the flames raced through dry vegetation. Heavy smoke over the fire helped slow the, its growth Sunday, but also kept firefighting aircraft grounded. That's according to the U.S. Forest Service in a Sunday night update. These conditions can be extremely dangerous for firefighters as winds can be erratic and extremely strong, causing fire to spread in any direction, Forest Service officials said in the news release. According to CNN, meteorologist Haley Brink, more than 2 million people are under red flag warnings in parts of Northern California, Central Oregon, Eastern Washington, Montana, Eastern Wyoming, Western South Dakota, and Northwestern Nebraska. More than 650 firefighters are on the scene and battling with the blaze. Next, President Joe Biden has tapped a FEMA official to lead his administration's monkeypox response team amid states of emergency across the country. On Tuesday, the White House named Regional Coordinator Robert Fenton as the response team's coordinator and, and CDC official Dr. Dimitri Dasvelaskis. As deputy coordinator, uh, Fenton and Dr. Daskalakis, uh, an expert on health issues affecting the LGBTQ community, will be tasked with spearheading strategy to address the ongoing outbreak. This as this as comes as California, Illinois, and New York have all declared states of emergency. A case as cases rise. The White House has not said if the administration plans to declare a health emergency on a national scale. So when it comes to a public health emergency, that is a de decision that is made by Secretary Bakira, dated White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, that is not made by the president. But as you know, we are considering every policy option uh, to help end this outbreak. That is urgent and that is important to us. But again, that is up to Secretary Sarah to make that decision. White House Democrats recently requested a review of the federal government's response to monkeypox. Representatives Benny Thompson, Richie Torres, and Val Demings wrote a letter to the Government Accountability Office on Monday. The three Democrats asked the agency to conduct a review of the response due to concerns about the virus spreading over the past two months because of delays in procuring tests as well as vaccines. The letter also included a request for a DAO to configure out or to figure out if any agencies learned anything from the response of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the CDC, uh, there is now more than 5,000 cases of monkeypox in the U.S. The virus has been detected in 47 states, with Montana, Vermont, and Wyoming being the only three with zero cases reported. California and New York are leading in case numbers, while Illinois trails behind them in third. 
President Joe Biden is receiving pressure from Democrat House lawmakers to declare a public health emergency amid the rising number in cases across the country. In the meantime, Fenton and Dr. Deskalakis will be working on increasing the availability of testing and vaccines. Next, former Education Secretary Betsy DeVoe once again calls for the abolition of the department she once headed. When she spoke to Breitbart on Monday, she said that anybody who is serious about reducing the size of the federal government should get on board with cutting the Education Department. DeVoe suggested this idea must be a central tenant for the Republican Party platform. According to the former Education uh, Secretary, the bureaucracy does what it can to work against the interests of the people. She claimed the department was was started in the 70s due to a corrupt political bargain. Since then, she feels it has only been used to increase the power of teachers, unions, and other self-interest groups. I just think about the experience in the Department of Education and how formidable the bureaucracy is, explained DeVoe, and how difficult it is to advance policy in an environment where the vast majority of the individuals are actually working against you. Uh, DeVoe went on to say that she wants to see education policy return to the United States. Next, according to the reports, Monday, the Biden administration approved another aid package for Ukraine. The White House authorized sending military equipment uh, worth more than $550 million overseas. This is the 17th aid package sent by the U.S. to Ukraine since the start of the Russian invasion. According to the Pentagon, the assistance will include 75,000 rounds of uh, 155mm artillery ammunition. The aid is also set to contain an undisclosed number of ammunition for the high mobile high mobility artillery rocket system known as uh, HIMARS, HIMARS, H-I-M-A-R-S. Prior to this new package, the U.S. has sent 16 HIMARS uh, rocket systems to Ukraine. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby elaborated more on what will be sent to Ukraine during a press conference. Today's announcement is going to include more ammunition for the high mobility advanced rocket systems, otherwise known as HIMARS. I know you are all familiar with that, explained Kirby, as well as ammunition for the 155mm artillery systems, which have already been supplied to Ukraine and are in the field. With this latest aid package in mind, the Biden administration will have sent over $8 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukraine also received 1 billion euros of macro financial help from the EU, according to Ukraine's deputy head of the office of the president. This is reportedly part of a 9 billion euro macro financial aid package to the country. Next, first time candidate Tiffany Smiley Millie made the top two in the fight to represent Washington State in the Senate. According to reports, she secured the GOP nomination with 32% of the vote. One part of Washington's election laws, the top two candidates, regardless of political party, advanced to the general election. Smiley, Smiley, let's call her Smiley, will now move on to the general election on November 8th, where she will square off against the incumbent Democrat, Senator Patty Murray. Smiley has criticized Murray, Murray, however, for refusing to acknowledge the dangers and depth of the ongoing fentanyl crisis. Crisis, goodness sweeping America are due to Democrat border policies. She has also blasted her opponent for repeatedly voting against the child tax credit 
that helps the state's parents. Finally received an endorsement from uh, American Cons Conservation Coalition Action, the local action and national advocacy group noted Washington needs new conservative leaders like her in office. Next, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi met with Taiwanese leadership amid increasing tensions with Communist China. On Wednesday, she held a joint press conference with Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen in a show of solidarity between their two countries. House Speaker outlined the purpose for her highly contested visit. On our visits as congressional delegations, we have three purposes, she stated. One is security, security for our people, global security. Two is economics to spread as much prosperity as possible. And three to governance. Pelosi's visit follows increased Chinese military drills in the South China Sea near Taiwan. The People's Republic viewed Taiwan as a de facto part of the Chinese mainland and has asserted Pelosi's recognition of the island as an independent nation state is a violation of China's sovereignty. However, Pelosi has claimed the situation is representative of a broader global struggle between democracy and totalitarianism. He expressed that the U.S. is backing Taiwan, that in the Congress, House, and Senate, uh, Democrats and Republicans are committed to the security of Taiwan in order to have Taiwan be able to most effectively defend themselves, Pelosi stated. But it also is about our shared values of democracy and freedom and how Taiwan has been an example to the world in that regard. President Tsai raised concerns that in light of the Ukraine crisis, a Chinese incursion into Taiwan could be next. Pelosi asserted that if the island falls, more free societies will fall under the boot of the CCP. That has evolved to a stronger place now and offers a very strong contrast to what's happening on mainland China, she noted. No more evidence needed than what happened in Hong Kong. Under one country, two systems, it didn't happen. Uh, Pelosi is the highest ranking U.S. official to visit the island of Taiwan in 25 years. Next, the White House has continued its climate crusade by pumping millions into grant programs. While speaking at Florida International University in Miami on Monday, Vice President Kamala Harris pledged grants worth $1 billion to go towards addressing extreme weather events that she attributes to are due to climate change. The Biden administration will be dispersing these funds to 343 towns and cities nationwide. The funds are intended to address a variety of natural disasters and may be used at the discretion of local jurisdictions. During her speech, Harris touched on a number of projects the White House is looking to fund. A few of the ideas she mentioned, including uh, building an underground water storage in Kern County, California, as well as improving the power grid in Austin, Texas. It also included the idea of creating projects to help protect neighborhoods at risk of flooding in Miami, Florida. The vice president could not hide her elation and the funding that the funding is double the amount compared to the money that was spent on the same endeavors last year. The Biden administration intends to double the sum of the spending project each year. While Harris was speaking, she also de uh, bemoaned the inequity uh, wrought by so-called climate change and called for environmental justice. The climate crisis has exposed and intensified generations of economic and environmental inequities that have been present in communities across the nation. Uh, the vice president explained and our administration remains committed to addressing those inequities through environmental justice 
department went on to regale the audience on the Biden administration's vision for a so-called clean energy future. Her initiative is in line with the mission statement from the World Economic Forum, which is urging all major economies to shift to so-called clean energy in order to attain net zero emissions by 2050. In the past, the World Economic Forum has held up countries such as Germany as paragons of the green agenda due to them eliminating fossil fuel self-reliance. Despite Harris's calls for clean energy in the name of equity, individuals such as Dr. Jordan Peterson uh, believe that those types of high-minded ideals produce catastrophic results. He has argued that cheap energy is one of the greatest benefits to the poor, while expensive fuel keeps them entrenched in their economic state. Additionally, Peterson pointed to Germany as a cautionary tale due to the country scrambling to find power sources in the absence of Russian oil. Next, and finally, according to Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, the death toll from extreme flooding in the eastern part of the state likely to rise, or is likely to rise. He provided an update during a press conference Tuesday. Bashir announced that more than 35 people have died and 1,300 people have been rescued. The governor noted restoration efforts such as debris cleanup and providing as much water as possible are underway. He also said housing accommodations have been put in place for those in need of shelter who lost their homes. A total of 191 people are temporarily housed at our state parks, he noted. I think I have a number coming up later about Red Cross shelters. Jenny Wiley State Resort Park has 145 people occupying rooms. Cottages and the campground rooms are fully booked, but campground space is available. The governor warned trees and utility poles could fall due to high winds. He added a predicted heat wave could complicate search and rescue efforts as well as put residents at further risk. It's going to get really, really hot, and that is now our new weather challenge, Bashir explained. I mean, areas that are devastated that we're still getting power to, some places are going to be dangerously hot. So especially for our seniors and those who are otherwise fragile, we need to make sure that we get them to a cool place. We do have cooling centers. Meanwhile, authorities are still taking reports of missing loved ones and have conducted over a thousand wellness checks to find people. Bashir went on to thank emergency crews and the Kentucky National Guard for their quick response and hard work during this time. And that concludes the midweek report. I've been your host, JWR. Remember, stay informed, stay involved, keep America first. I will see you all Sunday.